Welcome everyone. We are about to begin Bez Hashem Shalom Bayashir number 122. I'm going to mention here a shear that I heard from Rav Shimon Grun. He's a therapist in the Hasidish circles. He has shiurim that are given. Uh, you could look it up in Torah anytime. Uh, he has very uh, uh, fascinating and deep insights on Chinuch and on Shalom Bayas and other areas. And I'm going to now uh, relate some of what he said in those shiurim and the tamtsas of it. And because um, he has very, very, very um, insightful um, inyanim benegea shalom bayas. Um, so he brings a couple of like guidelines to it. It's, number one is not to compare your situation with anyone else's situation. You don't compare your marriage to anyone else's marriage because. Uh, number one is you don't see that other person's situation accurately. Usually it's connected with very unrealistic expectations uh, by making those type of comparisons. Now, could you learn from somebody else's behavior uh, in their marriage and what you observe and how to conduct yourself better? Yes, that that's from you know, uh, learning from positive behavior and uh, learning from that and adapting what works for them, for you, uh, as far as your uh, behavior to make it better. But those unhealthy comparisons in life, no. That that uh, is, is not an aspect. Now, I mentioned um, this, um, you know, this is a common thing, by the way, that uh, when, you know, about Nisianus in the workplace, so what happens a lot of times is is a, a, a woman gets dressed up nicely to go to work and uh, you know and it's an assignment because other men in the office find her attractive. So this we talked about workplace issues in other shiurim and we'll continue to. Um, now, ironically, though, this this same very woman at home wears a dress coat and uh, and a and a tichel or whatever it is at home and. Um, and does you know so what i'm saying is is that the persona of what the person is at at work or when they're dressed up like a hasana versus at home is different and plus with one's own wife you'll live with them all the time so when you're living with them all the time you know them when you have a sleepless night. You know them when you have a sleepless night. You know, ha- you know them when they have a sleepless night. And uh, you know all the ups and downs and everything like that. While that other woman that you just happen to see for a few hours here and there, you know, you think everything's great based on those few hours. So there's a, very, uh, there's a big unrealistic aspect because anyone you live with 24-7... The, that glitz and glamour of it is going to fade to a certain extent with everybody, while somebody who uh, is sort of mysterious, you only see them from, you know, from time to time, and you have this perception this is the way they are, and it gets blown out of proportion, and those comparisons are really very, very unrealistic. Um, so that's number one. That's one reason why you shouldn't compare your situation to another marriage. Another reason is, is because, and this is a big aside, that Reb Shimon said, that a lot of how your marriage is going to be, whether it's quote-unquote a good marriage or a better marriage or a not-so-good marriage, a lot is biyotcha. A lot is in your hands. I'm talking to you individually. You, the husband, or you, the wife. Your attitude and your efforts 
and your perception. So what he said, which I believe is an emistic of art, that, you know, we talk about that the, the B'nai Eretz all used to ask matzah when a person got married a little later, matzah or matzah? Matzah comes from the Pasuk uh, that uh, I found the Isha Marmi Mavis, a, a bad wife, and matzah means matzah, Isha matzah, I'll tell you, I found a good wife. So they used to ask, did you get a good wife or a bad wife? And the truth is, is that the choice of whether it is matzah or matzah, whether it was a good wife or a bad wife, or a good marriage or a bad marriage, is very much your own choice. You husband, it's your choice. It's not a matter of objectively uh, what type of is she is. No matter what she is like, your choice is could make it a matzah or a matzah. And that's very, very important. It's similar, he said, and this is so true, with Taira itself. We know Taira, if you're Zaycha, it becomes a Sama Chaim. If you're not Zaycha, it could Chalila become a Sama Mavis, poison. The very same Taira. The Taira is Kulay Taiv. The Taira is Kaddish. The Taira is how the world was created. It's a beautiful uh, thing. And nevertheless, to some, it's a samhamavis when used improperly. The same thing applies over here. Very often, and people don't want to really hear this initially because it's easy just to say, Stamazai, this is the way she is, this is the way he is, this is the way the matzav, and it's not going to change. I, I got into a bad deal, but whatever it is. But the MS is, people underestimate greatly how much is biyadcha, how much is in your hands, in your attitude, in your efforts, in your tefillah Hashem to help you uh, handle the marriage better and your interactions to learn the skills of communication and you could have a beautiful marriage then so the moitza and the matza is all the is very very much um dependent upon your choice your conscious choice that's another you say that Rav Grun said another one he said also and this i think i did mention before it's also counterintuitive, but contrary to common belief, one person can make or break a marriage. It's not always two. In other words, yes, we always say it takes two to tango, right? In other words, ideally, you, a husband and a wife together have to work on making the marriage better. And if one wants and the other one does not, it's not going to be ideal like if both of them do. But nevertheless, this is people think that a bad situation can't be rectified if only one person is interested and the other one is not. That is not true. Um, it can be rectified by one person, by working on certain things, by changing certain behaviors, by uh, be willing to listen, by using your kayachat and getting and asking for siyat and getting advice. He said this, that it's amazing of how even if just one of the two is committed to the marriage and making it better, how much it can influence positive, positively greatly the other spouse who right now may seem uninterested or even opposing it. And so that's another side he said. I know it's sometimes hard to swallow, and it's counterintuitive because you say if if that if the other one is stonewalling or is totally like checking out, like what what do you want me to do? So we understand that, but hold hold that thought. 
we're going to Be'ezus Hashem try to elaborate in future shiurim on this topic of when one spouse we talked about it a little bit, but now we're going to go. I want to do it more. I want to do really a series of it because I can it can help many marriages of what to do if one party is already either gave up on it or is not interested or just says I'll stick to status quo, while the other spouse really wants to make those changes and wants the marriage to work, and, and really that has a tremendous desire for that to happen. So what do you do when one spouse is like this and one spouse is like that? And there are ways uh, of how the spouse who is interested and invested in the marriage, the tools they could use to help the overall marriage and to finally soften the heart of the one who is not interested to come into the fold and want to become... Um, you know, have a change of heart and want to um, sanctify uh, the marriage and to uh, be committed again. So we'll talk about this as a Hashem, but remember that Yisoyed, even though it's hard to uh, for some people to accept, that so much is totally in even the one, one out of the two. It's amazing how much a lot can be accomplished by just that one person shifting their Hanhaga. And um, that's very, very important. And um, and then he talked about also that the yesoid of or any relationship is the us stepping out of your comfort zone. There's a me. Every relationship consists of a me and a you and a us. Me and you is each person in their own comfort zone. Us is stepping out of your comfort zone. And that's really all Beinadam Lechaveirais. He really connects and says that the Benadam Lachaveira and Benishli Ishtoi that we say it goes hand in hand. Of course, there's things in marriage that are unique to marriage. The physical relationship, the 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 the, the, the difference in nature between the man and uh, a man and a woman, and there's a higher level there of Hashra Sashchina and um and and the Indian of Parnas and all the marriage dynamic is indeed unique, but and this is a yesaid he said, and it's very, very true, that the yesaid of Shalom Bayis, the big, big part of it, is similar to any type of relationship between two people when they want to have Shalom and the Vahavta Reacha So meaning the problems that people will have in Shalom Bayis, they're very likely to have in other relationships as well. And when you work on yourself to correct the relationship with your husband and wife, it'll correct the relationship with other people and vice versa too. So a lot of Shalom Bayis issues is not marriage per se issues, but it's a matter, a matter of the union of Shalom, of a Haftarach and it is a universal klolem that applied to overall, all relationships that you could apply to Shalom Bayis as well. So that's also very, very, um, very, very important. The difference is, is that, you know, with other relationships, you have a friend, they walk, walk away, your sibling, they could go someplace else, marriage, it's constantly, there's a permanence there. But nevertheless, the Yisoyed of Shalom Bayis is connected very much to any to all general Bein Adam L'chaveri Indians of Ahafta L'reyacha Kamoicha, which is basically overcoming our own ego and seeing the greater good of the us. And um, and so that's another tremendous Yisoyed that he said. 
Another one that he said is, is that if your marriage is not important to you, you cannot focus on Chinech HaBonim. Bonim children need two parents, and they need two parents getting along together with each other. And the biggest therapy for your for your kids to be well adjusted is the shalom bayis that you have. But by them seeing how two healthy adults in marriage communicate with each other and work with each other, and that's the biggest gift you can give to your kids. That's the biggest chinuch habanim that you give to your kids. So if you want to, if a lot of times you're struggling with the way to have chinuch habanim in the right way, the shalom bias is an important yesoid that will be mashpia on your kids, make them feel safe, make them feel warm, make them feel welcome, make them feel secure, and also they'll realize that importance so much that it'll affect them the rest of their lives so when they get married, they'll learn to treat their spouse with great respect. And it takes a lot of work, and it's not a one-time fix-it. That's very important, you said. Also, he said, it's not a matter of just, okay, I'm going to, you know, our marriage is a little shaky right now, so I'm going to put in for six six uh, weeks, really full force, strong, and then, then you can take a vacation. doesn't work like that. Yes, yeah, sometimes you have to work harder. Sometimes you don't need to work as hard. But the bottom line is it's not... It's not the destination, it's the journey. It's, it's a matter of the investment, the investment of, of every day, day in and day out, of being committed to the marriage. And that's very important. So this is one of the shiurim, the main yesaitis I heard from Rashim and Grun, highly recommended, you learn from him. Again, I mentioned this many, many, many times. I'm just a malakit. I always mention, do my best to mention all the names of the people I got the sources from. And if I didn't, I asked Mechila. And because there's an Indian to say things, B'Shem Amrai, would never Khalila say that anything is my own that's not my own. Uh, but there's jewels all over the place. And I encourage you to use the Shiurim as an impetus, with not only to listen to these Shiurim, but to open up and learn those Svarim that I mentioned and those shiurim that I mentioned to listen to them directly, as well as to overhear, because there's so much jewels to be learned from. Have a wonderful day.